Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited today because I have someone that I have looked up to for so long. Her podcast is freaking amazing. She is the co-host of Date Card, the podcast. Her name is Jenna Vesper. She is here with me and I'm so excited to chat with her. Jenna, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Erin. Oh my God, this is like a long time coming, I feel like. 100%. (laughs) Yes, we've been trying to do this for like, I feel like over a year. At right? least, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think we like would chat in the DMs for a while and then yeah. we would like talk about lots of just, I mean, fucking weird shit about your nation, right? Let's be honest. And then yes. uh, both of our podcasts were kind of like getting some speed, I think, around the same time. And I just like, I just, I love what you do. I love how you, Thank you. you really like have a nice take on a lot of the shit that's happening in Bachelorette and like we might not always like like the same person or whatever but I was like I always <laughs> but I love Erin and how you like how you just see it all you know so I'm excited to be here absolutely and I feel like you know being able to agree to disagree is just mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. you know I love that so mm-hmm. no it, it's just it's always fun to have other podcasters on my podcast mm-hmm. and I'm just honored to have you so Thank let's you. get into it I'm excited <laughs> to hear how date card the podcast came to be tell me the story I've been watching the bachelor probably ever since Jake Pavelka was on and then when a lot of, like, podcasts started coming out about it, I would listen to them. And I really loved podcasts like um, Here to Make Friends back when it was called that. And I liked this, like, comedic feminist take to it all. And I felt more – I felt, like, less alone when I would listen to those podcasts because I'd be watching the totally. show. And I'm like, this is such a – this goes against, like, all of my standards and morales. But I still love watching it, right? And so if I see the – listening to this discourse, it made me feel less alone. And then – I was like, wait, I can do this, though. Like, why can't I do this? So I started it for Becca's season, and I just started making memes, and I started the podcast, and it literally had, like, five listeners, and I was just having different friends come on as guest hosts, and then I met my co-host Danica online through a different fandom, and she loved The Bachelor, and I had her come over to my apartment, and we recorded once just randomly, and it was like, love at first sight. (laughs) <laughs> and we've been recording ever since the paradise that happened after Becca season. And so now it's been like three years. And I've just really, I don't know, I feel like I found my niche a little bit with like Bachelor commentary and the memes and like talking about it in my own like twisted way. I used to do stand up <laughs> comedy before the pandemic happened. Oh, and wow. I don't stray away from just being like, I don't, I'm frankly really bitchy and like honest about it and I've also found that Danica and I really would bond with our listeners through talking about like the trauma that we see on the show right yeah. you see these people they they, they talk about their trauma and yes. on these dates and then we would just like talk about that on our podcast a lot like how we related to it and I have a lot right. of fucking daddy and mommy issues so it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah well we have to talk about how you were a stand-up comedian I had Mm -hmm. no idea yeah how long did you do that for I did that for about four years um and then the pandemic like took it all away and I kind of thought I would go back to it but currently I'm not feeling any urge to do so because uh fun fact comedy is very like dark and like it's not it's not a a great community like really typically there's a lot of like yeah. drama and like not safe people and people who need therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just so yeah. like kind of having it taken away from me was a little bit of an eye opener i just like feel like i can get my the validation i need for my type of humor through the podcast and through our oh, meme page great. and connecting with people so yeah but I loved doing and I think it definitely helps make our podcast fun and silly you know because I'm I'm funny yeah (laughs) for sure yes you are and now we know why Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's amazing wow I'm just like I had no idea that's amazing yeah okay so what was like the first so you said you started on Becca season Mm -hmm. so what was like the what was your like take on that season as a whole 
Like what? It, what were your like takeaways from that season? I know it's been a while. I know. Since it Becca's was... like relevant now, I want to <laughs> ask you. You know, I did love it. I felt like that was. I wouldn't say it was a turn to have very silly characters on the show, but when I think about like the Jordan and the Chicken Man of it all, I feel like there was definitely oh, like yes. this like intentional humor. Well, you know, they had Corinne as a lovable villain on next season and so I feel like Mm -hmm. they wanted to recapture that with the Jordan and I think in some ways they did I would say her season the most like searing memory from her season is the finale when they recorded oh sorry no that's Ari's season gosh I still I guess I still (laughs) I'm still traumatized by that and I like hold that on to Becca yeah no 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 I I think it was very the finale was rough. We were all there for Blake, you know, and then oh, Garrett yeah. won. And if anyone's a listener or follower of our podcast, <laughs> uh, you'll know that we do not like Garrett or any iteration of Garrett's. Um, in fact, hashtag no more Garrett. But, you know, that was kind of interesting because I started the podcast thinking I'll have some commentary on things. But that really tested my my devotion to commentary on, like, problematic elements of the show, right? Because... We found out in Lifetime that Garrett had all these problematic, you know, likes and yes, was probably not a liberal like Becca was. And, you know, rest is Yeah, history. and how did they not have that conversation? You know what I mean? Like, how do you not have that conversation? I just feel like Becca knew and just didn't care mm-hmm. or was swept up, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the drama of it all and whatever and lust I mean, whatever i mean you and i are both white women so i'm i'm speaking to the choir i'm just we're we're calling a spade a spade in this sense but often a lot of women don't think about their actions that can lead to problematic elements until they are really forced to look at it right and i right, think we all right. had that um people on different age, different years of their lives they experience that and i think for sure we could look at her literally experiencing that last year with the 2020 yeah protests and George Floyd and so I mean yeah yeah <laughs> but sure. I agree with you I think she didn't <laughs> really quote-unquote care and that's you know right. that's her mistake or whatever no one no reason to drag her for it completely but oof. <laughs> yeah definitely and I have to say and I haven't really talked about this before but I'll talk about it with you mm-hmm. I live in Lathrop California which is like central california kind of in the middle of nowhere and kind of like the valley you know Mm. of the state and garrett grew up 10 minutes away from me oh right okay so when all of that came out i was hearing all sorts of things from people that were friends of him or knew of him in Mm. high school and things like that i heard the most disgusting stories the most horrible awful awful things and you know i i wanted to put some of that out there because i thought they people don't know this you know and i feel Mm -hmm. like people should know this because this guy is in the public eye and Mm -hmm. he has a platform and Mm -hmm. all these things you know so i felt like that was kind of my my duty in a way to do that and i did and Mm -hmm. he it actually got back to him Mm -hmm. and he then came into my dms and threatened me oh my god threatened me yeah so if you guys think this is a good guy you know (laughs) i mean all I'm trying to say is he's not the person we think he is. Mm-hmm. He was super defensive mm-hmm. and calling me every name in the book. You know, it was it was awful. That's it was rough. terrifying. I'm so sorry. And you had to deal he with that. literally was threatening me. Thank you. Yeah, he was literally threatening me. You know, saying lawyers could be involved, that he would shut down my page, my podcast, all of these things. I remember and this. It's like I wow. kind of remember this. A Do little you? Bit. Yeah. I think like, this is when we first like connected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not right, surprised right. at all. And you know, and kind of go back to our earlier sentiment, like when I mentioned, like you and I always don't agree with like certain people that we like or whatever. But I, you and I have always agreed, though. Like, <laughs> there's like bad people out there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I've had to come to learn that like just being maybe conservative doesn't make you a bad person, whatever, right? Right, right. But like. There's examples of just people who are, who are, I mean, because of like, let's look at trash. what he was liking and what he was doing. I, it's just trash. Yes, exactly. Ooh, well, I'm glad she's not with him anymore. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aaron would call him a big body trash can, right? <laughs> and I will agree. 
Right? Oh my god. Anyway, we will move <laughs> we will move on uh, from that. But how and when did your podcast like start picking up speed? Because you started like, you know, getting contact with baby Becca as we call her, right? Mm-hmm. And her causes and you know the the things that were going on there like how did you make that connection with her and other people in bachelor nation i mean <laughs> speaking of threats we had like leo remember leo from her season he was yeah. in our dms threatening us when we were <gasps> calling him out kind of when becca was calling him out right she was calling kendall's him out a little leo? yeah um yeah mm-hmm. kendall's leo okay yeah, yeah. and oh he was all like in our dms as well being like well, he wasn't really threatening, more as actually, like, intentionally trying to make us feel bad and, like, talking about, like, who hurt us and we're just crazy feminists who are, like, whatever. It was, like, oh, insane. God. But, like, our account has always called out, like, the problematic elements through memes. And when the pandemic happened, I kind of threw myself into, like, more Bachelor Nation because, like, what else was I supposed to fucking be doing in my life, <laughs> exactly. right? Yes. I got so deep into it. And then, it, to me, it really did feel like I was using it as a coping mechanism for not feeling like I could really change the world, right? Like, I can't <laughs> – I can do things to help, and I do when I can, but, like, I couldn't really change the world that was, like, really hurting us, COVID, the right. protests – And so I really threw myself into my creative element and the little niche of the world that I had. And Mm -hmm. so I started getting kind of, kind of intense, you know, I started (laughs) looking for all of these like problematic things, calling them out, making call out posts, tagging people, whatever. And that for better or for worse, that got me attention from Bachelor Nation much like you, the, you know, people in the DMs. So, you know, I started getting that. I started, I became a little bit of a source for people to, like, find out who had voted, for whom, and right. and things like that. And yes. I think people started really looking to our account for, like, that kind of stuff. And Becca and Jess really liked it. <laughs> so they invited Danica and I onto their podcasts. And when that happened, it really changed Amazing. a lot of things and kind of, blew up overnight and it was amazing and we still have an amazing community from that we kind of went through a tumultuous point when the Kirkconnell of it all happened and we just kind of like really kind of sat with it in a lot of ways and have like tried to look at try to make our account a little bit more intentional with what we're doing because I was spinning (laughs) when I was last year yeah. So anyway. I remember you taking some time off and I was yeah. like, good for her. Yeah. I mean, was your mental health really affected by what was going on? It really was because oh, wow. I had mentioned I had thrown myself so much into it. So it all became so important to me too, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. so I was affected by the things that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I got like affected by seeing my friends being attacked online or all these different things. And then us getting attacked, it's fine, whatever. But, you know, people were in our DMs and they were being pretty intense. Um, Mm -hmm. We got harassed by that account that was harassing Spivey. And it was just, like, not very fun anymore. And then I had that realization, oh, my gosh, it's not super fun to be, like, cyberbullied, right? So maybe I should, like, not cyberbully some of these people (laughs) to an extent, right? I wouldn't call what I was doing bullying because I'm joking y'all but like I wouldn't I wasn't bullying but I was just like yeah maybe I could just be a little more intentional with like what I'm saying but yeah yeah that guy blew up our account a little bit and now we're just kind of sitting in whatever zone we are now I mean to be honest Erin I am so fucking tired are you tired (laughs) I'm definitely tired I mean it's it takes a lot out of you doesn't it it's like god it's like the last thing you think about when you go to bed is the first thing you think about when you wake <laughs> up. And I'm like, well, shit, Literally. I've got a husband and two kids. Like, what Literally. am I doing? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> so true, though. It's like my right? friendships were, like, failing. It was a mess. I'm a mess of oh, human. No. And so, like, no. and we're on, like, I don't know, the 12th season of 2021. I don't even know. Yeah. And it's like, what do I do with my life anymore? But at the same time, do I stop? No. 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 I know. But we can't stop. It's like this addiction, mm-hmm. right? It's it's like we are literally addicted to Bachelor Nation, everything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a – like, how would we feel if it just disappeared tomorrow? Like, I don't know what I would do with myself, right? No, truly. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> deer in headlights. Like, yeah, where do we go from here? Oh, sorry. I have to like Ooh. pay attention to my normal life and I have to actually do responsibilities yeah. and like maybe take care of yes. my health. No, thank you. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's such an escape, I feel. You know, it really is an escape. I really feel that way. But right. I have to say, like, I was panicked because, and we have so much to discuss, but okay, definitely when, when like, Greg was potentially going to be The Bachelor, yeah. I was ready to say goodbye to the entire franchise because mm-hmm. I was not going to allow someone who triggered me during Katie's season to be the lead and then mm-hmm. see that happen to 30 women. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I alone on that? No. No, you weren't. And and there was a lot of fans that felt the same way, but I will say it was kind of disappointing how many, like, podcasts and accounts weren't with us on that. And so it was really a nice yeah. bonding moment for you and I in the DMs because it was like, mm-hmm. this is not <laughs> okay. Yeah, Greg was really a harsh wake-up to kind of, like, what are we consuming to an extent, you know? But then you you have to also realize at some point, We've been very complicit watching this show and commenting on it. You know, like, if we weren't upset that they cast a known racist on Rachel Lindsay's season, you know, why are we going to stop watching for Greg? But, you know, also, the way we consume things is different than the way we were consuming it back then to an extent. And I think that our conscious has, you know, made us more aware. And I think if maybe that happened now, we would... I mean, you saw what happened last... I mean, yeah, it was pretty rough when the Kirkconnell of it all happened. So I don't know. But, yeah, I'm glad that that it looks like we're not going to get a Greg season. Um, that was pretty rough to think about. We're getting another milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I would have loved to see another POC lead, especially mm-hmm. like given the contestants that are on Michelle's season. Mm-hmm. There's some very attractive, very well-rounded, you know, young men that could have definitely held the lead position. You know, mm-hmm. like why... I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see why they chose him and how his arc will be. Yeah, can and, we talk uh, about that for a second? Because I think Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know, do we want to actually say the name or talk about him or is this completely spoiler free? I mean, on my page I've already posted that okay, he's cool. the lead. Yeah. I mean, so, my god, the mayor of his city bought a damn banner <laughs> that says Go find love, Clayton. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's just we could talk about oh lots of things about it but I am like probably what's keeping me up at night right now is like they've never really done this where they've announced they haven't even announced it but you know they've picked a lead before we've seen them and like it is going to be so weird to watch it and know that that's already been the case and what kind of narrative are they going to give him and then yeah like you say we'll be watching like Leo or Romeo or all these amazing black men on the screen who are going to probably have Mm -hmm. amazing like storylines and we just have to sit here and go okay they're not going to be the lead that's just like wild to me yeah no it's it's upsetting for sure it it kind of reminds me of how they um said Rachel was going to be the, the yeah. lead before she even left the season. Mm. You know, it's kind True. of sort of like that, but at least we got to like know mm-hmm. who Rachel was before mm-hmm. she was announced, right? So That's yeah, true. you're right. This has never never been done, I would say, except maybe if you're talking about like way in the beginning of the, right. you know, yeah, franchise. Forever ago. And you but know, one still. would say that Matt James was like kind of this as well, but they they took him from the season. Then. They didn't even give us mm-hmm. a chance to get to know him, which was also a shame because I think the season would yeah. have been, you know, more well-rounded had we gotten to know him on Clarentatious season. Definitely. So it's just yeah. like very And even seeing him choice. on like Dancing with the Stars, you could see how much personality he has. Like how much did they have to literally beat him down, <laughs> you know, to be so <laughs> boring and just – Hard to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. that literally was the hardest season, in my opinion, to watch so mm-hmm. far. That mm-hmm. was very difficult to watch week after week. And like you said, for, for many reasons, but also because it wasn't fun. They didn't give us mm-hmm. anything to latch on to. No. And it's like goes to show you can't cast somebody based off of their friends. I don't give a shit right. that he's friends with Hannah and Tyler. 
I may have cared right. prior to my entire world, world crumbling in 2020, <laughs> but I don't care now. So, like, what do you – I don't understand. Cares. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be an interesting choice. And I have a feeling – I was looking at his, like – I looked at an article that was, like, kind of about it. The man has – and I – I'm sure we'll get his story, we'll get his story, but the man has no fucking information about him online, which makes me think that he is created in a lab, Bachelor Lab Corp, and he is like, <laughs> he doesn't have any ex-girlfriends to look at, he was in the football thing, but barely, and like, yeah. he's just this man, and I, one thing I'm hoping that means is that he's clean in the sense that he has no problematic tweets right. <laughs> that right. I'm not going to find anything oh about God. him and part of me thinks that's like why they chose him they're like this is a clean man that has no fucking history and we can just like put yeah. him in it exactly yeah well I, I know Game of Roses thinks that he was created in a lab like what you just mm-hmm. said <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like a combination of like five of the leads, so he does. He does totally like Sean Colton. Yeah, exactly. I know it's crazy. Do you want to hear my my like deep secret about? Or no, so not my secret, but like my my like my secret hope though that that he is is bisexual. Oh, interesting. Because he looks a lot like. Colton okay let's be clear and he has a C name and maybe they're trying to just like race Colton from Bachelor Nation and they're gonna replace Uh. him and he can be our first bi lead because that would be interesting right because they say they're in love with his story what's his story I don't know what his story is we won't know yet nobody knows but like what if his story is that he's bi and (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like here for it um I mean at the same time I'm also terrified because our podcast is a queer podcast and we just like we know that it'll be problematic and the show won't handle it correctly but at right. the same time maybe I don't know <laughs> that's very interesting I mean it would be nice if they had like men on this season too for him to yeah. have you right. know, like, no, and, it would be a, and it would be a mixed gender season because they're doing that uh-huh. in Australia or New Zealand with their first right. pansexual bachelorette that's right and I haven't seen any of the show yet but I I can imagine it's quite fascinating and the show just needs a shot of like energy right like we need to like wake up bachelor nation from this weird nightmare we're in (laughs) i just i don't know maybe this is what we need i feel like the show needs like a reality check you know Mm -hmm. we're in 2021 about to be 20 well that will be in 2022 where it airs Mm -hmm. right so it's like let's get into you know present day like what Mm -hmm this is normal now. Like we need to make this normal. And, you know, I'm all about being sex positive. I think you know that. And I I love that. I would love the idea of the show kind of going in that direction. Mm -hmm. But we got to talk about this contestant Mm -hmm. that (laughs) was engaged to be married two weeks ago. Okay. Was supposed to be married, like literally today. wedding happening, right? Yeah, today, today, yesterday, this weekend, something like that. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> it was is wild. that not insane? It is. Yeah. It is absolutely wild. And then I'm finding out it's also like true, right? Like we we're seeing like people post mm-hmm. about it on Instagram. It's not just kind of like, oh, she might have or whatever. It's like friends are tagging oh, no. her as like bride to be. And I'm like, holy yes. shit, this is real. <laughs> and then I was hearing on like Reddit, I kind of looked to research for this, but like fiance supposedly is also still married to somebody. I mean, it's just like messy. Yeah. It's like, right, what? right. Not officially divorced, yeah. I mean, I think you could maybe figure that out before you got engaged to him. I don't know. Just saying, you know. I mean, but the yeah. fact that, like, her Facebook photo is still them as a couple. No, I can't. You know, like, Stop. just. Right. I can't even. It's nuts. It's crazy. So the, my question to you then is, do you think that production knew and knows about all of this and loves that storyline for her, for the drama, for the, you know, Everything that goes with that. Yes. 
Yes. Me too. <laughs> I mean, they me know too. so much, and yet they know so yeah. little, right? They're, I, right. I right. think that at times when there has been things that have gone awry, I do think at times they might have genuinely not known. I do think there are times like that, like maybe the Lincoln. Yeah, I'm like, Becca. I'm like, tell me yeah. when. <laughs> I think Lincoln on Becca's season, he had a assault mm. charge that wasn't. Oh, that's the, right. And it wasn't like federal or something. So I do think that they could potentially miss it. It like, hadn't been charged yeah. yet. So there are times where maybe, but then there are times where it's like so obvious. And you just said it's her fucking Facebook profile. I, yes. If they are going to claim that they didn't know, then just throw the whole damn show away. And I, I just like, right. I will do this work for free, please. <laughs> I mean, social media, like you have to, okay, you have to on. look at people's social medias. Do yeah. you pay attention to the free Britney movement at all? Of course. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's just like. I'm only going to say this. It's just that the people who have really exposed everything with that are literally people like you and I that have just been online and have, like, have access to the same things that everyone else does. Yet these are the people who have exposed an entire, like, abusive conservatorship for 13 years. And it's, like, the people of Bachelor Reddit and you and I, we can, like, do this and they just don't use us. And it's so sad. I agree. I agree. Speaking of that, did you see controlling Britney Spears? Mm-hmm. Um, the ta- the New York Times. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was wild. Horrible. I mean, yeah. the fact that they they monitored her. First of all, they monitored her phone mm-hmm. to mirror another iPad, so they could literally see everything, like who she's texting, what she's doing, mm-hmm. literally everything, and then having a recording device or something in her bedroom. Where, you know, they're listening into these, like, private conversations with her children and her boyfriend. And, I mean, I was just sick to my stomach. And there's no way in hell that could be legal in any no. sense of the Like, there's no way. Even if, like, quote, unquote, the judge knew, that's like, that, it's, the judge is then in trouble, right? Like, we should be punishing the judge right. then. Because, like, it's an yeah. abuse of her civil liberties and. Exactly. But then again, it just comes down to the fact that conservator, probate conservatorships are strictly inhumane in every sense of the word. Yes, people need help sometimes, but the way that these are set up are specifically to take the rights away from somebody. She is not an adult. She's not a human being and anyone else who's in these things. And it's like, it's just really sad. And people are saying, oh, how did we let this system get so broken that we, the broken system broken? I'm like, no, it was created this way. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Hmm. So it's sad. awful. And then yeah. we have Britney versus Spears that's coming out, I think, what, tomorrow, I want to say? Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Oh, I'm in very deep. If any of your listeners want to text me. <laughs> <laughs> It is crazy. It's wild, like we said. Yeah. But okay, well, back to Bastard Nation because mm-hmm. you know that's our bread and butter here. So, what are the other? And we can talk, you know, recent. We can talk past. It doesn't matter to me. But what are all the? What are some of the other like controversial things that you have really, you know, you really jumped into? You really kind of took an interest in in Bastard Nation about you know what was going on at the time. I'm just curious, like, what were yeah. your Gosh. Hot buttons. I mean, <laughs> <So> COVID, <laughs> COVID was a hot button for me for a while. It really yeah. changed the way I looked at a lot of people that I liked, you know, in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. yeah. Super spreaders. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I think as we all have come to a point of just understanding that people have made their own decisions and their own risk assessments, et cetera. And at times it's still going to seem really unfortunate because it is putting other people at risk, you know? Like, yeah. seeing all these photos of everybody at the governor's ball this weekend mm-hmm. was just like, oh, goodness. Yeah. But at the same time, we're all making choices that are different than the ones we made <laughs> before right. everything. So um, yeah. I think that was a, a time that I really kind of jumped in pretty heavy with it, though. I was just, like, yelling and mad about everybody <laughs> that would do that. 
gosh, let's see here. I mean, well, and it, it was, it was, you know, it was disappointing to see. It was upsetting because it, this was at the height of COVID, mm-hmm. where we were seeing people at these huge parties, thousands and thousands of people, not a mask in sight, you know, and vaccinations weren't really common at that time. I, actually, I don't even think vaccinations were available, right? Mm-mm. Not no, when we not. were seeing that. Mm-mm. So that was that was really hard to see it was really hard to see i was i was like you like oh do i really want to support this person right totally it's hard yeah you're like i've liked you but now i'm like Ugh, but then it's like okay so what hard. am i what am i really expecting <laughs> from right right <laughs> exactly. oh my gosh i realize we could probably talk a little bit about the chris harrison of it all that is something i think that yes. some people would say our account really got deep into with a bunch of other yeah. accounts of course um mm-hmm you know, the firing of Chris Harrison. And I got to say, good on us. <laughs> good on everybody. Yes. <laughs> we did yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> did it, <Joe>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think that I didn't have nearly as much hate in my DMs until that happened, you know, yeah. Yeah. because I was not supporting this man mm-hmm. to continue in the franchise. I was supporting Rachel Lindsay. I was supporting everyone who was for removing him. Mm-hmm. And whoo. People, let me know. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I ha- I've never deleted more hateful comments in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable and blocked more people, you know? What did you, what did that make you feel about kind of the community you're a part of? I mean, it's like, you know that there's racists in the world and in this fan base, but like to see how mad it made people. Yeah. It made me sad. I mean, it really mm-hmm. made me sad. And it made me also feel like, you know what? I don't even care if I lose thousands of followers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. This is how I feel. And I. it's not important to me to keep these followers happy. Mm-hmm. You know, those are not people that I want to be following me. Because yeah. I don't agree with what they're saying and how they feel. And they're defending this person. You know, I don't want to have anything to do with that. So I lost thousands of followers but I didn't care I didn't care I I felt good about it because I felt like I'm being true to myself Mm -hmm. you know but it did make me very sad it did yeah it made me very sad uh, it's sad that people just couldn't see what was really happening you know and they were so steadfast to keeping this like patriarchal figure you know like what did he really do though for the show after so many years like maybe he did stuff in the beginning but like he had not been doing anything of recent except for making people feel uncomfortable. And when you say, Oh, everyone loves him. I'm like, everyone is afraid of him. Everyone is like, you don't talk bad about the show. Right. Right. Unless you get punished by the show. So I just, you know, it was definitely like a little bit of that kind of, it's not like the me too moment at all, but like, I just was like, (laughs) I wonder if more people are going to come out and be like, yeah, he, whatever. And unfortunately, like most things in America that come to light, it was on the labor of the black women and the fan base and the franchise to say this man makes us uncomfortable and it was just so sad to see that they weren't getting the support that they you know needed you know across the board and yes the show is very deeply rooted in racism and a lot of things getting rid of him is not going to (sighs) change and unfortunately hasn't changed much but It is at some point also like a show of like there is something that can be done at times, right? Like to have mm-hmm. just continued with him would have been such a horrific slap in the face on top of already a lot of pain. Like Definitely. I can't. <laughs> Absolutely. No. I agree with you. It was it was um I mean, I get it's an end of an era, you know, I mm-hmm. understand. But mm-hmm. you know, he screwed up so badly. And when people said I don't understand. What did he do? It just made me so angry. I'm just like, oh, my God. If you don't know what he did, don't talk to me. I'm not going to explain it to you. You know, like, I'm not going to spell it out for you. Like, if you can't watch that interview and see what he did wrong, that's on you. Like, I am not going to take you to school, hold your hand, forget that, you know. But so many people were like, I don't understand what he did, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> oh, and it just it just follows into like the old, long-standing racist mm, 
narrative that Rachel Lindsay is a bad person that the exactly. show itself perpetuated with her finale. Yeah. And, you know, they lifted her up and made her a queen on Nick's season to then just like treat her like she's this angry black woman. Yeah. And so I think we would have seen the same response, but maybe if like if Chris Harrison had yelled at Tasha Adams for 13 minutes straight, I think there would have been a slightly different conversation. And I think yeah. that comes to colorism and some other factors that come into play and things that I, I don't have um, enough knowledge to speak on. But I just think that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they painted her, to, Rachel, to be a bad woman. And so it was like, oh, I don't care that he talked to her like that. And, yeah. you know. No. Yeah. It was so rude. It was hard to watch. You know, it was just, yeah. it was devastating, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it still so makes good me riddance. mad. But now, who do you think is going to host? So I think it's going to be Jesse Palmer. I think that's yeah. me, former Bachelor, Jesse Palmer. And it's so funny because, you know, I've watched since season one. I mean, I'm much older than most of you guys. And I've watched since season one. And uh, I did not watch his season. So it's kind of funny. I might need to go back and, like, watch it. But I heard that he was the one that, like, forgot people's names and, like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, uh called you know somebody wrong yeah it was it was a mess so he was he was a hot mess um but i loved you know him hosting on the ultimate surfer i don't know if you watched that but i thought he was great on that very personable um i really enjoyed that show actually and i'm surprised you didn't watch him mike johnson was on it you love mike i know but i also had to watch maga ann and i don't do that so oh boy that was hard (laughs) to see she was so rude to some of the surfers well yeah so rude (laughs) not a fan not a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll just look at Mike Johnson's Instagram instead, uh, or the right. poster I have in my room. Um, but <laughs> you have a poster of Mike? Shut yeah. up! I might as well, but I do have his book, so I do look at his book um, occasionally. I love his book. Oh my god, I love his book. Mike um, is a freaking gem. I adore so him. Yeah, Mike for Bachelor. So, always. Yeah, I, and I guess, you know, this Jesse guy has done some other hostings and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have a full opinion about him because I also did not watch a season. Um, I mean, I think it's unfortunate that we're not, I I, honestly, Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson. Yeah. Come on. I guess. He would have been great. Why I see them saying no to him is because he didn't quote unquote, he was never a lead, right? But like, yeah. if you're going to pick a Wells Adams, he was never a lead, you know? Right, so, right, exactly. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but I have to say, you know, I talk to Mike probably every day. Yeah. And I feel like he has such great things in the works. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's, he's above and beyond the franchise right now. What he's True. doing is him. just so past that right <laughs> and yeah it's great I mean I think that he just I would say bigger and better it's bigger and better for Mike you know big Mike bigger and better that's how it is but <laughs> he's so good. and he's so happy he's happy with his life I'm happy for that's him that's good well yeah he's doing then, great so yeah I don't really know who else would be Good. But it kind of makes sense. I mean, he has an NFL background, just like mm-hmm. the new Bachelor. Sure. You know, he's with ABC already. I think it just mm-hmm. made sense. I think it just made, it was probably like a really easy transition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Wells, I feel, is about to get married, start a family. Mm-hmm. He's kind of right. He's like right at the beginning of like his family where that's going to take priority and precedence. So I think that that might have been why they didn't go yeah, with him. But that's a good point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think that there's just like, I wouldn't be surprised if Wells was like, I don't know if I want that on. I don't want that pressure. Right. right? Like that's like right. a big, it's a big yes. space to like take. Yeah. And um, I think unfortunately they've been treating Tasha and Caitlin as if they're just like, a holdover for things, um, yep. which I think has been unfair because people are not giving them the chance that they deserve um, yeah. because there's this yeah. narrative that they're just like a fill-in. Um, mm-hmm. But so, I mean, I, but at the same time, I think that's what adds to this like pressure of like who will take the space. And I think that's like a big, right. a big role to take. And 
I mean, I have famously said that I do think, like, an Alexa with a suit on it could do it. We don't need anybody <laughs> literally, uh-huh. hey, Alexa, when is the rose ceremony? Right. It's it's fine. We don't really need those, anybody. Like, robots, like, you know, rolling robot things with the head, like the... <laughs> Hello, Bachelor Clayton. Are you ready to give out your final rose tonight? Oh my god. Seriously. It's not like rocket science, you know? Like, and like what are we so missing funny. from Chris Harrison? He just stands there, like, looks at you and goes, Gosh, this must be right. hard. Like, fuck you, dude. Oh, we're missing the condescension. <laughs> we're, missing the, we're missing the belittling. Oh my god, we're I miss missing it. All of it. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, I miss it all the time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, oh my that's god. Funny. I, I don't hold back. I mean, I'm like you, you know, we're the same in that way. It's like, why? You know? I'm just just tell we're just gonna tell it how it is, and I think it's important. So I do wanna ask you though. Who are the people, and uh, we'll wrap up soon, I think we're at 45 minutes, sorry about that. Um, Who are the people that you felt have, like, fallen from grace? I mean, I would say definitely, like, a Nick Vial, you know, has for sure, right? (laughs) Especially recently. Damn, that that guy is fine as hell. I will never take that away from him. But the choices that he's made, right? Oh, my God. Sex on a stick, okay? Like, in person, unreal. Like, I, when I laid eyes on him, when I was at Ashley and Jared's wedding shower and I laid eyes on him, I was drooling. Like, I literally had to, like, drooling. This man is fine as hell. Fine as hell. He's pretty tall, right? Oh, my God. He's He's so tall. They all are, though. It's crazy. I mean, I had, like, Ben Higgins and then him Mm -hmm. and then... I don't know, it's somebody else, but I was like, damn, you're all so tall and so like, and Peter, Peter's so tall. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Love it. I Destin think too. Nick is a good example, truly, of fall from grace, right? Gosh, Nick is interesting because he was, he came from a hated place That's on his true. seasons. It's come full circle. Yeah, and he came from that space, which I think has made him deeply bitter and yep. mad. Yep. And then he mm-hmm. rose to the top and now he has this empire and then I think, frankly, he's using his empire um, irresponsibly. Um, oh, yeah. He Not hasn't spoken up on enough things. He's pretty complacent. Mm-hmm. He uses his platform whenever he pleases. And he yeah. adds to a narrative that often causes a lot of pain that he has deeply spoken about how much it sucks, right? I used to listen to his podcast a lot, and I think I listened to Oh, and I think I listened to the episode about with him with Reality Steve and you really, he interviewed him and you just really hear this like deep pain from like the pain that was caused by him yep. and other people in the franchise yep. and how he was kind of trying to stick up for other people in the show. But yet he, with, a, with a single tweet, he will send people into a tizzy. He has to mm-hmm. know the level of like influence that he has and it's right. just really gross to me. And he had to be forced to be to speak up on behalf of Rachel Lindsay, who is his ex and friend. You know, like know. he claimed to her I to know. be a friend, and he had to be forced to do that. Yeah. And it just is like really sad. And then I'm sorry. I, a lot of people get mad at me and Danica when we talk about this, but the age difference in this relationship is not great. It's huge. I am not saying that she has no autonomy in her life. I don't know the woman. But I just, those kinds of age differences with an an imbalance in power are not great. And he has all of the power in that relationship. And he met her when she was 21. Like, that's just not cool. And, I mean... It's just kind of icky. But I guess the joke's on him because he's getting um, 600 tattoos. And when she eventually leaves him, he's going to look like a fool. So what is with all these tattoos all of a sudden? I mean, it's truly very obvious that it's because she has a couple tattoos and she yeah. must like men who have tattoos. I mean, you, I, yeah. you, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> because he's getting yeah, I mean, literally. just like overnight. Yeah, overnight. And he's getting, I mean, he really Nothing. truly has like 20 tattoos on his body right now that happened in the span of yeah. two months. 
And yeah. not only is that a waste of money, <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> okay, like, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. Like, please. Right. Um, and then also, like, the pain of having to, like, have constantly healing tattoos on your body. It's just yes. embarrassing. The thing is that, let's just yeah. be real, it's embarrassing. I agree. And this is a 40-year-old man, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Kenny's covered with tattoos, but he got those probably in his 20s, right? <laughs> I mean, if people are allowed saying. to, yeah, people are allowed to change their minds and want tattoos for sure. I just think it is. I mean, it's just we know him, right? Like it's we know lot. who he is, yeah. and this is like a lot to be doing all at once. It's really kind of a cry for help. Yeah. But um, I hope right. that he eventually. I hope the shine wears off for most Bachelor Nation, and they stop giving him as much of a platform. But. Oh, God, I hope I don't so see too. how that's going to happen because he's been hanging out with Greg. He hung out with Greg this weekend. I was just going to say, when he had Greg on the podcast, on his mm-hmm. podcast, Beyond Balls, he prepped him for every single question. Mm-hmm. And that really angered me because, you know, I don't feel like he probably did that for anyone else, but he wanted to make sure that Greg's answers were perfect and tailored and you know just exactly what he wanted to say for this narrative you know that he wanted to portray and then throwing katie under the bus and it was disgusting like i i think i listened to half of it and i was like i can't listen to this anymore it was backpedaling 100 percent the entire time it was awful and here's the thing about katie you could not like her for a lot of reasons and in fact she has done a lot of problematic white woman girl boss shit Please, trust me, I get it. It's not great. She needs to sit down and do some work and she needs to like learn and listen and do all the things, right? As we all need to do. But that podcast that he had her on, he was aggressive to her on a level that I have not seen in a while. He, from the start, the, the part at the end about the African countries, embarrassing. That's on her, yes. right? But. But, like, he also had been feeding her whiskey the entire time, and he was aggressive to her the entire podcast. And, like, she was like, oh, I I was heartbroken. He's like, really? I mean, really? Were you really heartbroken? Like, I mean, he was so intense. And so, like, I just know myself, if I was in that position, I would flounder and I would not do that well. And, And as you said, he gave Greg the entire, just, like, a gentle pillow Here's a nice little pillow and a blanket, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And a warm cup of you know hot cocoa. Yeah, it was just <laughs> the whole the cozy. He he, he got cozy. he got cozy with him, right? He did I mean, he's taking your drink. brand, bitch. <laughs> right? What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I I just was I was disgusted. I honestly haven't heard his interview with uh, Katie, so I'm gonna listen to that now. I am Ooh. like, oof, I'm fired up after you said that. It was bad, and, I, and I'm not saying she didn't say some oh. shit. Because whatever, but it was, it. I was listening to it and I was like, this asshole, like he's being really condescending. And it was like a, a balance of power. Again, he loves being in the driver's seat and anyone oh, that yeah. he wants to talk down to all of his guests. He does that to all of his guests that are yeah. ladies. But this was especially <laughs> yeah. like, so you think he was like setting her up for a like bit. setting her up to look bad? On the on it. the show, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. that's insane. So I met I met Vanessa, you know his um, mm-hmm. his ex, mm-hmm. and the first thing I asked her when I met her, she is dropped dead gorgeous. I was like, like, I bet you she's like so. one of those people who is so gorgeous. She like you can't even look at her in the face yeah. like she's just so gorgeous. <laughs> um, she was so sweet though, so kind. And the first thing I asked her, I was like, Hi, I'm Erin. So was Nick really a, a narcissist? <laughs> literally the first thing out of my mouth and she just looked at me and she's like what do you think you know like come on Aaron <laughs> so that was very validating for me to hear mm-hmm. you know? well I, I so, love that. but she didn't she didn't realize it right she didn't realize no. it right away no. she didn't realize no. it of course not you know unless you've been that's in what, a lot of those relationships you don't normally see it Right. And you only are with this person for, what, 24 hours total? Like, you got to, you know, they're going to put their best foot forward or whatever. But mm-hmm. it makes me angry when people say, like, oh, I met Greg in person and he's such a cool guy. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Try having a relationship with him. 
try being his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Well, Jenna, I could literally talk to you for hours and I will definitely have you back on. This was so, so, so much fun. Hey, we're going to be watching Michelle season together. Mm -hmm. We're going to see what's happening at the end of Paradise here in the next couple weeks. Paradise has been so bad this season. It really has. It's been literally the worst season we've ever had at Paradise. Am I right? Like the worst. It's just like two years of waiting for something and then you're like, oh, do I like this actually? not rooting for anybody on the show i mean i literally don't have anybody that i'm just like oh i can't wait to see them get engaged no there's really no one and their main mistake was having 200 people there i understand yep. that we had six thousand seasons to choose from yeah. but i just you really do need less people like you really <laughs> do it down you really yeah. do and so exactly yeah i know well, I will say Peter and Destin are super happy they weren't on. Peter I definitely mean, truly. was thinking about going on and Destin too. So they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God we didn't go. I honestly, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy for them. That is such a blessing. Right? <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. Well, this has been so much fun. Jenna, tell everybody where they can find you and yeah. how they can listen to your wonderful podcast. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at datecardpod. And you can find us on all of your podcast catchers at Date Card Podcasts. I do have a Twitter at Date Card Podcast, but I don't really use it very often. Give us a listen. We are really excited about Michelle's season. Um, we are very tired. So you might hear that in our recaps, but uh, we have a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Go follow them. Go watch them. Go uh, be a part of their amazing community. I know I'm blessed to be a part of your community. I am rooting for you guys. You're doing amazing. I love (laughs) to see your growth. And I understand you're tired. We're going to keep fighting the good fight. Uh, There's going to be a lot more to fight against, I'm sure. (laughs) And uh, hey, we're all in this together, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, thank you so much, Erin. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening to me and Jenna. We had so much fun talking about everything about your nation that drives us crazy and that we why we love to hate this show. But thank you so much for being a part of all of this. And as always, stay safe and stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.